0: Hi everyone, this is Chris, you're listening to the Dad Regime Podcast again, and I know it's been a little while, it seems like we do this each year, we have a bit of a mid-year hiatus, um, largely due to our day jobs, but also illness this year has prevented me from keeping the routine uh, moving forward. You can probably hear in my voice, I'm still not 100%, but we've got another show for you that we recorded a couple of weeks ago. Uh, We're starting off talking about Fortnite, and we've got local band Pith Helmet closing the show with their track, The Need so make sure you stay tuned to the end and actually we've got a little bit extra that we've tacked on we've got a bit of a sports conversation now I know not all of you are sports fans and it's nothing to do with parenting but uh, you might enjoy the conversation anyway so that's after Pith Helmet closes uh, stay tuned it's not a mistake we've left that conversation in there on purpose so I hope you enjoy it uh, remember dadregime at gmailcom Facebook, Twitter, Instagram rate us, review us
1: you know the drill <laughs> Really doesn't make a difference. Did we now. talk about Fortnite the last time I was here? Did and I, I bring a name? Or came or was up? it Roblox? Rob, we had a, we
0: did have a conversation about yeah. Roblox a while yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Cause I remember we talked about a few different games and there were a few that you'd said you'd heard the name of but wasn't really sure of what they were. I think that was Roblox, I'm not sure. Mm. I'm not sure Fortnite had sort of hit I'm peak of its powers by that point. Are you recording this or is yes, this, this is rolling? Thing? Yeah, right. But it's sort of but oh, I don't know. Did it come out of nowhere? Fortnite. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's actually like it's been a, a, a year while. old or Okay. More.
0: Um, and it's not a brilliant game. No.
2: You played it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like it's it's fun. Yeah. And it's got a kind of um cartoonish feel to it, mm-hmm. which maybe appeals to to kids a bit more. It's got a nice um combination of like minecraft building and call of duty
1: yeah
0: first person shooter that's not actually first person it's mainly third person but yeah it's got this it, it's got a few different elements of successful games that make it uh, a nice combination of of things
1: um, i haven't seen much of it but it seems to have a nice aesthetic as well
0: yeah that's i mean it's got that almost cartoonish type yeah. feel to it, so it's not an ultra realistic shooter. There's no blood and gore and that sort of stuff, which maybe lulls
1: a lot of parents into thinking that it's it's a safe. Is it a pick up play. and play kind of thing, or do you have to spend some time working the controls out? There's a little bit of pick up, but for or is it one of those ones where like you can pick it up and play it, but if you want to go that next level, you yeah you've yeah got yeah yeah yeah. Yep.
0: yeah. Like for most gamers, they would play it a couple of times and go, oh, yeah, right, got it. You know, for people who are have learning, who haven't played video games for a long time.
1: Where's Mario? Yeah. Where's Mario? I can't see him. How come there's more than one platform? <laughs> um,
0: but it's come to my attention lately, though, because I've got a lot of kids in my in my class who are
2: playing it a, a, a lot, and they're playing it a lot.
1: Mm.
2: During so, school time? Well, no, obviously not during class time, obviously. Obviously, obviously not. Obviously. Um,
1: see? no
0: no because they can't it's not no. well for the most part it's not on their school devices yeah but it's gone mobile so it's on it's on PS4 and it's on yeah you know, the, all the consoles but it's gone mobile so now it's on phones and
1: iPads yeah, and see, I, th- I thought that was where was it on. sort of started from I thought but. yeah see I the first time I really came across it was talking to a kid and it wasn't actually in the school setting it was outside of school And he just looked knackered, Um, like a friend of ours. I was like, mate, what's going on? Like, are you you alright? Oh, yeah, I was up late last night. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like nine years old. Oh, yeah, what time are you up to? He perceived it to be one (laughs) o'clock, right? So I don't know whether it was one o'clock. Let's just say it just late for a nine year old. Let's just say it was at least 11 on a school night, kind of thing. Mm. And the. The thing that struck me really quickly was, I was like, so what were you doing? You know, oh, I, was, I was playing this game Fortnite. And I said, oh, yeah, what's that all about? And he goes, oh, you've got 100 people, you've got to kill them all off or something yeah. or other like that. And um, I was like, well, at some point, didn't you think, you know, for the betterment of your life to, uh, and, and to my... Uh, <laughs> Pete, I'm, Pete, I'm nine. <laughs> yeah. No, but like... What you does betterment mean? <laughs> but no, no, but I was like, but, but if you were tired, why didn't you just like pause it and go to bed and he's like well you can't pause it you know there's a hundred people playing at the same time you know like if i pause it then yeah i guess he would have died or something i'm pausing the world i'm pausing everybody stop i gotta go around every other i'll see you in eight Uh, hours yeah um but couldn't let it go and then I, I, I'm just saying the perception of one o'clock in the morning. It was obviously a later night than any other. And yeah. whether he could really tell the time or yeah. not is another question. It could have been 10.30. It could have been hmm. 8.30. He said one. Um, so that, so it, for, me, for me, usually it's about the violence or the gore or the something or other, blah, 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 blah. But on this occasion, it was like, a I can't put it down even though I'm tired. Mm. The next day mm. was the issue for mm. him.
0: See I I'm, I'm not convinced that that's a video game thing. Like I think there's there's addictive personalities and there's things that that strike those personalities whether they're video games, books, comic yes. books, list watching TV. You know, there's a there's a thousand things that yes. people stay up late doing and I'm not convinced that video games are the um, the red flag in that. The problem my problem with Fortnite and any of these games is that you're connecting with people constantly. So you're connecting with another hundred people every time you do it. Each game lasts about 20 to 30 minutes. Is that all? Usually.
1: Wow. Yeah,
0: sometimes longer, but it depends on, <laughs> on how how good the person is, on, on how the people who they're playing with yeah, are playing. True. Um, there's different modes that they can play so you can team up with people and there's squad based stuff and whatever but essentially every time you start a new game you're connecting with a new hundred people Yeah. most of them are communicating as we are now via audio mm. and so you have no well, you can control who you connect to but most of them aren't interested in controlling that because that limits the number of people you're playing against and all that sort of stuff so you can just play against your friends but only if you've got them in your Friend list, and yeah. they're playing at the same time, and
1: that's so sort you of thing. can just have like an open communication system where you can hear what everybody is saying.
0: more or less. Yeah, you're you're free to communicate with whoever you want,
1: sounds and they good. can accept or deny your communication yeah. at the same time. Yeah, sounds a bit full on. So how's that? Yeah, <clears throat> that sounds a bit full on. <laughs> it just sounds a bit. And full so, honest.
0: like, from my, my concern as a parent, and I had this conversation with a parent. Um, last night because they were asking me yeah, how's the fortnight thing going in class like are they talking about it they, you know like well, my my son is um, you know right into it and you know we're monitoring his screen time and you know that sort of stuff and again you know, like the game is fairly tame Ooh. in terms of what you're seeing and what you're doing yeah and you could argue, well there's actually quite a bit of teamwork and there's this base building and so there's strategy, there's yeah. there's stuff about it that you could argue is good. Yeah. It's not about that though. Yeah. It's that now you're essentially inviting a hundred people into your child's home or you know yeah. into your home with your child because that's who they're communicating with. Yeah. And that's the bit that worries me. Yeah. It's this is this connectioning connecting with people who you don't know constantly
2: and you and, and a new
0: group of people every 20 and 30 minutes and there's a there's a hundred stories of people connecting with shady folks and uh, um it's a
2: much more open marketplace that's probably not a nice word yeah right? oh. but for
0: anybody who but you know yeah, but for I somebody know who wants a better word and because it's voice it changes it it changes it all again you know, like you're not just mm-hmm. talking, it's not just language, and you know, people are concerned about swearing. That's the least of the issues. Back in when I first started online gaming, if you were communicating with other people, it was strictly via some kind of typed chat, which is very, very cold compared to talking to someone, you
1: know, voice to voice. Do you have you seen any of the. You know my favourites. You know, like the morning shows or anything like that. Have you seen any of their things about, like the their take? Yeah, their take on it. Have you watched any of the Channel Nine Today Show or any no, of that, I don't that sort of stuff? Do my very best to not watch it's, any of those. It's so interesting because your take on it is completely different to what the experts so, um, are bringing in. Yeah, because Expert they're talking yeah. about the stylised violence. They're talking about all the stuff, and you're saying well, that's really nothing. Yeah, but none of them are really talking about the social stuff that you're talking about. I can I can imagine it and, would all be and, um,
0: hyperbole uh, around um, uh, violence uh, and screen time and screen addiction.
1: Yeah, and the really interesting thing was that I'd watched a thing on, like I'd watched watched a thing out the corner of my eye on it and kind of plucked my interest, and then another kid was talking to me about why my child isn't allowed to have fortnight. Yeah. And I was like, well, firstly, I don't know enough about it. <laughs> like I haven't done my research. And, and then he went down the path of, yeah, but pretty much kind of saying what you're saying in terms of, but there's no blood. There's mm-hmm. no, this, there's no, it's no different to what you would see. It's really like Minecraft. It's a lot like this. It's a lot like that, blah, 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 blah. And then, but had no, and this was a, this was a, nine, ten-year-old kid, yep. had absolutely no comprehension of the social stuff that you're talking about. Yeah. Which which is really interesting, you know, like that no one is really talking about what is the real issue.
0: No. No, and that's, that's my big concern. And as someone who loves video games and advocates for video games, it sometimes really gives me the shits that people don't pay attention to what their kids are really doing. Hmm. You know, oh, oh, they're playing a video game. Oh, what's this video game, sweetheart? Oh, it's called Fortnite. Oh, look, oh, that looks lovely, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, at least there's not there's at least they're not blowing each other's heads off, and there's at least there's not blood and gore. Gee, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah, you know? yeah. But they can't hear the voices in the kid's head through the headset.
2: No, having any and kind of influence. Yeah, in any any way, shape, you know, or form. And
0: like we 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 talk to parents all the time about. Uh, monitoring the internet and having internet in a public space and all that and it's all about this whole stranger danger thing mm. and connecting with people who you don't know and coming across stuff that's inappropriate that's what these games are allowing yeah. kids to do because you, you don't know who they're connecting with
2: no and as you say it's not it's not specifically what you're saying pete that the take that all these media outlets are having is is based around that, you know, as it always will be. Oh, the violence, the violence, the violence. The kids aren't going and playing Fortnite because it's violent. No. Because they can find violence yeah. in any other game yeah. going. It, yeah. there's, there's that many games. I say, but the, the violence is that's worse. That's the thing.
0: And that's, that's what I had this conversation with a with parent last night, is that most of the kids aren't playing it because the game is so compelling that you can't put it down. Mm. They're just talking to their friends on the phone. Yeah. You know, like we grew up, get the phone if you were fortunate enough to have a cordless phone you might be allowed to take it to your room otherwise it was connected to the wall and you'd have to take it around the corner and and your parents would be yelling at you to get off the phone and that's what most of the kids are doing they're just connecting with each other but it's through a different type of thing than than what we're used to but they're not just connecting with each other they're connecting with
2: a heap of other people as well Mm. I think from the kids perspective the one thing that I was I haven't really worked out because I don't know a lot of it and again working with students who are six or seven years old. <laughs> yeah. We don't have much. However, majority of them are aware of Fortnite. They know the yeah. name of Fortnite. Yeah. They certainly know all the dances, yeah. because of course that's one of the things that's almost dragged it into the mainstream. You know, you talked about your first experience of it being, talking to you know a friend's son or whatever. My first experience of it was celebrations in sport, yeah. that it got yeah. brought in through certain players, yeah, right. celebrating using the dances that happen in the lobbies before the games start while yeah. you're waiting. So you've got the floss, that little thing with the arms that the kids are almost doing like a nervous twitch at the moment. Yeah. Um, And that little loser one with the L on the forehead and the legs. And and that's where it first came in. And it was, I started watching, oh, what is this? Like it became virtually like the dab. And that was my thing is, is it more of a, a social thing like yeah. i can't miss out i yes. cannot be the yes. one person yes. who's not on fortnite not involved yes. because everybody's doing it
1: i'm so glad you've brought this up <laughs> i'm <was, laughs> you know, like because that was going to be my next oh, thing that, that i was going to launch you. into like my parents were pretty strict on me when i was a kid and you know like when you rock up to school on the monday morning after the sunday night blockbuster movie was on at 8:30 all the other kids would watch it and then I'd ruck up to school and I wasn't allowed to watch it or watch all of it or whatever because I was in bed at a certain time. And I used to think, you know, just, and I tried to negotiate. I tried fucking everything to, you know, (laughs) sorry, Mr. Cheese, to, to, you know, be there for that movie so that I could talk about that with my mates on the Sunday morning, on the Monday morning, Yeah, you know, did you watch Terminator 2 last night? No. No. But but that,
2: that, that's the thing. Nothing's and, changed. But, that, no, despite... but, but,
1: but in terms of a parent now, yeah. you know, like there's kids my oldest son's age playing Fortnite and he's not allowed to. And mm. he's like, mm, come on, dad. Mm. It's like, well, no. I yeah. get to make those. I get to make those. I yeah. get to make those choices, but at what point do you have to go? Do you know what? Maybe we're making you uncool, and I know what it's like to feel uncool because I never <laughs> got to watch the fucking movie. I never got to see Terminator Two. So yes, you can <laughs> talk to ninety-nine strangers online. But, 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 but this like, was the thing. Like that's are been there any parent controls with it? They go. Uh, they can go. N- no, n- no, not not really.
0: Not really. Like no. there's there are privacy. I need the answer. Yeah, there I are privacy the settings, but they're user controlled. Yeah. There's not really a way to lock it down, but there are console controls that you can put on sure. your console to prevent certain actions and stuff. I
1: feel about 70 because <laughs> I have <laughs> never been a gamer. But, I I gave up at Super Nintendo and after that, man, I'm screwed. But I think I it's always know. interesting
2: to look at it from this perspective. You know, we, we look at it from an adult perspective in terms of the way they're playing games. And to me, I looked at it and thought, okay, I can understand... How things become fashionable and trend. You know, they hit a trend at Mm. the moment. And that's all, but that's all that life seems to be about. When Dabbing came about, that's all any kid could do. No one had a new idea. And in my head, I'm thinking, hang on a second, you've got exposure to way more than we ever had. You know, you had one movie. Yeah, on on a a Sunday Sunday night. night. So it was much more applicable to you. Yeah. That hang on a second, you missed that because you had no other options. Yeah. And then you look and go, But these we 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 did have videos back then. Yeah, we did have videos. (laughs) I'm not that much older than you. I think you pushed it a bit with Terminator Two when you were in school. (laughs) We had running water and electricity. (laughs) But it comes down to that point that at the end of the day, kids will always be kids, and no, they just don't want to miss that. They don't want to be as you didn't. Kids these days, they don't want to be the one that isn't doing the dance or doesn't know yeah. how to floss or doesn't know what Fortnite is. But
0: that's all the more, all the more reason for people to understand what it is that they're getting out of it mm. so that you can understand how you can control and influence mm. the behavior. Mm. Cause as I said, if, if you're allowing them to play video games, it's far from the worst video game that you could choose in terms of the, the content of the game.
1: Maybe we should go in as the dad regime and and, and clean <laughs> that squad. 100
2: killers up. Uh, what's your language? You excuse what's me. Your, uh, 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 sit uh, in uh, the corner. <laughs> <laughs> You're in timeout. No, that, was, that was an extremely good headshot. But do you know that man? You were just. <laughs> you don't. Stranger danger. Did you on. have to dance
0: on him after you shot? <laughs> yeah.
2: him? Do they dance on people? Is that how it works?
0: Ah, uh, yeah. It's all. It's the. Um, I've got. A, I've,
2: I've been taunting Meaning and, to, and and... to actually. Get into it because I quite like the idea of it. It's sort of like a like battle royale, sort of like yeah. Hunger Gamesy kind of thing. Yes, you're in the same space, that's, but that's, you build to exactly protect
0: it. yourself. And that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah.
2: But you don't like the idea of going to skirmish. No, because that's actually physical, getting shot with a paintball. <laughs> but how do you know I don't like that idea? Because we, we we spoke about uh, that we, a long time ago. Not on the not on the pod, but we spoke about that a long time ago. I can ago. play Fortnite in my own house and talk to 99 and, strangers and, and not, not feel get any pain. I'm not lying on the floor, getting shot with a paintball from two meters.
1: Yes. Okay. Hmm.
0: But yeah, so <laughs> I want well, to I want to wrap this bit up. So, as a gamer and as a parent, my recommendation. Oh, here we go. Shh, for for pa- parents.
2: parents, and pencils out, people. Yeah.
0: You can't have consoles. Just like you shouldn't have your kids on the internet in their bedrooms without supervision. You shouldn't have their game consoles in their bedrooms if you're allowing them to play online. It's it's as simple as that. What about headphones? No. No, because it's that it's Good. that it's that commun it's that voice communication that is the issue. Mm-hmm. And so if you're allowing them to do that, you need to hear what it is that's being said because you then have the power as the parent to choose whether you think it's appropriate or not. What you're seeing on the screen is the least of the trouble.
1: A parent's going to be confused by code you know, like, like not not code as in coding programming. I'm talking about like will kids be talking about stuff, other. and you could listen to it and it's just gibberish because it is language that is specific to the game. Uh, to a point, you maybe yeah, but yes, you, you could still pick a swear word out. You could still still pick oh, look, out double it, entendre it, look, and the, UND. The,
0: here's the thing: that if the, if the thing you're worried about most is your kid dropping an f bomb, you have your priorities severely out of whack. Yep, that's not the issue.
1: No, but I'm talking about could a player who was a predator yeah. in the worst kind of way of predating, could they have a conversation with your child without their headphones in and you would know what they're doing? Or would it, could it just go, if you were listening to it? So if they, do you said, like, know what like I mean? In the
2: game, meet me over near the wooden hut that I built <laughs> And they actually just talk about the game. You're like, so you I'm are not leaving the, the to game too easy to you. Yeah. Yeah, but I that's, you I haven't played it. But do not, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get
0: what you mean, but isn't that where your obligation is a parent to have some understanding of what it is your kids
1: are doing? Well, if they're playing that game yeah. and it's in their in the lounge room yeah. and you're cooking dinner, and yeah. you're listening to it, yeah. and you just hearing yeah. babble. But don't you have a conversation then? But but, yeah. but 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 you know you know but you know busy people, busy lives, busy yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. you know, and all of yeah. that sort of stuff.
2: Yeah. I'm 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 Fully on board with this because I honestly think if every single parent of a child who played Fortnite said you now have to play that game in the lounge room when yes. the rest of us are here, yes. the fad would die out oh, immediately. Yeah, <laughs> like, He's saying it's like watching porn with your mum. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know. I
0: don't know how to an answer that. I can, uh, I can channel, oh, jo- jo- channel Joe.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry. So, sorry, Mrs. Hughes. <laughs> uh,
1: What's on your playlist uh, on oh my play it's playlist-ish playlist-ish yes um, it's, co- it's called Black Mirror TV show it's the TV show it's on Netflix, Netflix. at the moment it's, it's playlist-ish because it's not a binge watch like it's that there's a bit it's kind of like a bit of a black humour that kind of just keeps you on edge and at the end of an episode you just you think you paid for the whole scene but you'll only need the edge yes and uh, yeah, and you kind of watch it and you know it's a train wreck and at the end of it you, at the end of each episode you just kind of go oh, all right light and fluffy now you know <laughs> um, it's an anthology series so every episode is a different episode um, and have you watched any of it I have watched the first episode show and that's it <laughs> yeah
0: right, not I because I didn't like it or I don't want yep. to, it, but because of like, what you're saying yep. I always like I am, this is something that I can't, I, I have to pay attention
1: and then I have to debrief. Yes. So, Simon, do you have any idea about what The Black Mirror is? Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, I've never watched it, but so i know for I've the listeners at home, who are very, very... <laughs> uh,
1: it's, the idea is that when a screen is switched off and you look into it, it's a black mirror. And so the anthology series is a bit of a thing it's a, it's, a, it's not always it's not so much sci- well it's kind of sci-fi but it's looking at the effect that screens can have on our lives and some of them are really set into the future some of them are so clearly not going to be in the future but looking at how that technology can affect our lives and how the twisted reality of humans could really like fuck with it <laughs> to be honest <laughs> like I'd like to, can I just read this little sounds snippet wise, that I've got in front wonderful. of me <laughs> It just says, over the last... This is on IMDb. "Um, Over the last 10 years, technology has transformed almost every aspect of our lives before we've had time to stop and question it. In every home, on every desk, in every palm, a plasma screen, a monitor, a smartphone, a black mirror of our 21st century existence. Black Mirror is a contemporary British reworking of the Twilight Zone with stories that tap into the collective unease about our modern world. Mm. And every episode is completely different. Like you the first the the, i I, do if you watch the first episode no sorry if i try to explain what the first episode was about everyone would go oh my god that's disgusting i'm not going to watch it that is shocking but when you actually watch it and the realism that they bring to it and you go do you know what that could actually Mm. happen Mm. and then the second episode you go that's so far far out but then you go hang on it, it, it takes elements of different things. So the first one's about how people use the screens and get so sucked into the media that they don't actually stop and think about the reality. If we didn't watch the screen, yeah. everything would be okay. Yeah. if we, Everything would be resolved if we didn't watch the screen. The second one is, a, is really one of my favorites. It's a thing like how reality TV can kind of take over too much. Mm. And then the third one, the third episode, which I just thought was absolutely brilliant, um, was about, I don't want to tell too much about the first two, but the third one is about how you can get a clicker, right? And you've got a memory chip in your head and you can rewind back yeah. and you can watch any memory with this clicker and you can put it onto any screen. So there's this awkward moment where this guy walks into a room and you, you see it from, his fir- his, from, the, from the first person and he walks in there and it's his girlfriend's or his wife's um, old mates, you know, from ten years ago, and he's just kind—he of, wasn't meant to be there, but he kind of walks in there, and then they go, "How was your interview?" And he always goes, "Good." And they go, "Well, throw it up on the screen." And he's like, "No, I don't really want to." And then they all analyze what his interview, at, for a job interview, <laughs> was like, and it's up on the screen because he can just play it back from his point of view. And then, as the night goes on, he starts sitting there, and he's in—he's in. He's in like everyone does it, they're all sitting there having these conversations and they just flick back to a memory and then they re- replay the memory in their head and they go, no, that's right, you did this. And it's 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 really holding the black mirror the up. all people around
2: you. Yeah. I, I read a book once and I can't for life remember what it was where the concept was that you didn't go to hell. It was a short story. You didn't, hell wasn't a place you went to. You went into like a cinema a movie theater with everybody you'd ever known in your life mm. and you watched your entire life so hell from start to finish and that was that was the version of hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> everything, miserable. everything that you did and everything that you said oh. about anybody and oh. anything you have poorly treated oh, no. people and it is it's horrendous concept, oh. right? and I, I, it's stuck with me so much that i can't remember the name of the book but it's stuck with me over the years <clears> of just going and i'm not a terrible person i've been pretty nice to people most of my life but there's things you've done or said and gone oh god oh. imagine that person was sitting in a room next oh, to me watching and that movie. unease is what
1: because there's a kernel of truth in every single one of the black mirrors that you
2: watch like, oh, like whole, a piece of truth not, yeah not, like, not like like a bloke who walks around like the boss of the time <laughs> <laughs> a kernel of truth sorry i took the wrong <laughs> <homophone there. laughs>
1: yeah so there's this kernel of truth that you kind of go oh do you know what i could almost see myself doing it's that you know that, and I think we've talked about it before, you know, like how 10 years ago, if someone answered a mobile phone at the table or looked on their mobile phone, everyone would think they were rude. But now it would be like, oh, they're just looking up. Hmm. They're just looking up something. They've Oh, they've got a message from someone that they've got to get back to. And it's just become this, this okay thing. And the black mirror is like, now how far will it go until these things aren't okay anymore? Yeah. It questions mm-hmm. that. And it makes you feel really uneasy because there's a, this part of you, I think, that goes... Yeah, I would, right. I, I would probably do that. I would probably watch that. I probably would rewind that memory to go back and pick up on that. I would probably do that. I don't know if I would do, flash my memories up on the screen for other people to see so much, but, <laughs> yeah, but if you had to, yeah. that uh, dark. It, it's dark, and it's something not to watch just before you go to bed because nah. you're kind of a bit <laughs> tense, and you just kind of got
2: to watch something fluffier. Simon, so, mean, what's on your playlist? <coughs> well, sorry to keep it dark. Um, <laughs> I was sort of scanning through a few different things that I've watched. Just a really quick, and I'm going to cheat here by Evan, too. There's a really good, small, four-part documentary on Netflix at the moment called Evil Genius, yeah. uh, which starts off <laughs> the with true story a, of bank, <laughs> a bank robbery right. uh, in the States in early 2000s, where a guy goes in with a bomb, a supposed bomb strapped around his neck, robs the bank, doesn't get much money. Police catch him immediately, keep him on the street because he's got a bomb. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're just going to get the bomb squad down there." Bomb squad can't come. Cameras all get down there, the media get down there, and it explodes, and it blows him into a few pieces. And it goes into this huge story of how it happened and that he was set up and he was forced into doing it, and it obviously wasn't him Like who would purposely put a live bomb mm. on their neck and this whole other left field incident comes in and it's well worth a watch. Is it a documentary or is it
1: made like that mind of a murderer or whatever it was Making called? a murderer. Making a murderer. Is it, is it like that? Yes, or is similar. It, or is it, a, is it a proper documentary about it?
2: As in, what's the difference? <laughs> Wasn't was
1: Making a Murderer just a like a... a, a, a they, it was just a fiction told as a documentary? No. I thought Making a Murderer was a fiction.
2: No, that's a real story. Stephen... Stephen. Is it? I don't know.
1: Yeah,
0: I didn't watch it. I yeah, it's I don't real. Know. But,
2: but, Are you sure? Is the whole thing it? real? No, I no, it I was, um, it no, I didn't watch it because I was oh, mate, told it's real. It's real court cool case and everything real. Yeah,
1: no, I was told that it was a fiction. Yeah, that it was sort of conflated con- this way. I'd...
2: Some of the stuff that's been told is like they don't show, they haven't shown every single side of it. Anyway, that's not what I. I, I really just... want it
1: to be a fiction, so that you watched it and forever have thought that it wasn't. Oh, thanks, Peter. It was... so You just
2: want my life ruined? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Anyway, so that wasn't my actual. That was my cheating. That was my sneaking in um, evil yeah. genius. Um, a few weeks back, um, I was
0: just, they're making. There's a making a murderer season two. Yeah, there's a new one coming out. So there's a different guy,
2: uh, or a different him. His nephew. His nephew's still in jail, and they're still trying to. Well, they're both still in jail. Okay. Him and his nephew. Oh, like, well, it is true crime. <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. But you're That's right. Your there was ruined. there was a whole country
0: I'm sure there was a whole controversy about it being um, biased yes, and bias positioned is in a way to make yeah. it appear that things were happening that weren't actually happening. Yes. In it.
2: So that that was the issue was that it was done in a certain way that made it look fictional because he was more guilty than he appeared. But anyway. Yep. Uh, so no, anyway, I'll go into my interesting. So anyway, what 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 is on your playlist? Um, my playlist for this week, Chris, is <laughs> not a the fake playlist. 2014 movie called Nightcrawler. Oh, yeah. Featuring Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Have yeah. You seen
0: yeah. It? I watched it on a late night. It was um, it just came to what do you call it? Net, not Netflix. Um, one. Foxtel. Yeah, you know, on the things. And yeah, yeah. um, uh, Heidi and I usually watch movies together. I mean, we don't watch a whole lot of movies anymore. But it was the one, it was one time that she wasn't, she was out doing something else. Yeah. And it was just, ah, oh, I wonder what this is. I'll oh, sit yeah. down and watch it and just enthralled by it. And, watch and again, it
2: think. was intriguing, wasn't it? Yeah. very intriguing. So it's about a, a, a petty criminal basically. Um, he starts off, he attacks a security guard and steals his watch. Yeah. Um, and that's where you meet this character. Um, it then develops that he's driving home one night. He's looking for money basically, ways of making money. And he comes across a car accident. Um. And before any of the services, medical services can get there, a um, news van shows up. And this is sort of set late 80s, early yeah. 90s, I suppose. Yeah. A news media outlet turns up and starts filming it. Mm. And he's like, what are you doing? And they're like, well, I film this and sell it to the news company. And they put it on the news tonight as their breaking story. And they pay me heaps of money. So he then steals a bike. I won't give too much of the story, right? To go and buy himself a, a, a video recorder. To go and do this job he wants to be a a recorder of these incidents (laughs) okay and then his whole ethics get called into question because there's situations where he gets to a crash and he's like oh that doesn't look dramatic enough so he moves the body <laughs> out of the car to film it in another this way sounds my kind of yeah. movie and, it's, and as you say enthralled the whole way through we just sat there just going what are you doing yeah. you can't be that yeah. and he doesn't intentionally do it he's odd isn't he Yes, and he plays yeah. a very good part yeah, he Eagle. was really good very very good it in changed, it changed my Jake opinion Gillum. Jake Gilliam oh okay yeah, yep. uh, yeah and mine, mine yeah. too because you sort of see him as a sort of he's uh, fine that's what yeah. I said. Yeah, yeah he's fine he's seen fine. a few good he's movies fine. but he, he plays a very very good part and uh, yeah, well worth a watch. Yeah,
0: and I always the whole thing. I didn't know whether I was supposed to like him or not.
2: Yeah, because oh, you sort of I like you, you feel like for him for a bit because you go, well, he's just doing what he yeah. needs to do, and actually, he's not doing any wrong. He just wants to make some money, and he's really determined. The anti-hero. Um, very, very determined to yeah. get his things sold, and then he say he starts doing things, and you go, oh, that's not right.
0: Chris, your playlist, playlist. Mission to Zix season two. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> improv storytelling on a podcast.
2: Yes. Can't I haven't tried to season one, but I'll get it. Oh, that. I've been <laughs> meaning to. I've been meaning
1: uh, to. Season one, the first three or four are good. I think in the middle it kind of lulls a bit and then it picks up and there's a there's actually a cliffhanger kind of thing at the end. Yeah. Season two, Chris, how far in are you in season two? Uh, Have I haven't you listened, listened to the last one yet. So there's three episodes of season two. Uh, so out. Oh, no,
2: it. I haven't listened to all three then. Yeah. Oh, okay. So a couple of weeks ago I was at home and i was doing work in the garden i was by myself and i was like oh, i want to put something on i never really get time for podcasts oh what was that podcast <laughs> that pete talked about no it was on Chris. our podcast so well, i think you did i think you mentioned it as well yeah. I because yeah. i thanked him and i couldn't remember the name of it and i also couldn't remember which of our podcasts we talked about <laughs> it, I, I should have just messaged you in the end, I just put some Spotify on, I think, and just listen to something. <laughs> else, but. Right. Um, so hey,
0: well, we've got some, we've got a new band to take us out. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Pith helmet. Pith helmet. Pith helmet. Pith the oh, pith. Sounds yeah. interesting. Um, one of our uh, colleagues. Yeah. At work. Foxy. Foxy. Um, so, um, Whiskey, Tengue, Fox if Trot. everything's going well, you'll be hearing Pith Helmets, The Need uh, starting to ramp up right now. Awesome. See you All next right. time. Good night. Bye.
1: So I think that's a award that's already won. All right, Simon, come on, give us. There's got to be some World Cup stuff. You've, it, the World Cup is on. How could you yeah, not the, what, come and without uh, like a list of things to talk about the World Cup? All right, we talk about top five things to talk video, about for VAR the World R- Cup.
2: Video referee decisions. <laughs> We're we going to go with that one? Okay, go. So, have you watched much of the World Cup so far?
1: Bits and pieces. Obviously, Slices. watched
2: Australia last.
1: I watched some of. I watched the second part. Of the, I watched the second half of the second half.
2: So, oh, so, okay, the last 30 last, last last, minutes. Yes. No, the last 35. Yeah, okay. So, did you see the incident of the penalty award in the first half?
1: Can't remember. I was drunk. So, no, first, <laughs>
2: first incident in a World Cup where a penalty has been decided by. Uh, video assistant referee, VAR, as they call it. Mm-hmm. So it's been trialed for a couple of years. They they brought in goal line technology a couple of years ago using uh, the same technology from tennis. What do yep. they yep. call it? Hawkeye? Hawkeye. Uh, Which is a much better name than VAR. Uh, well, Hawkeye is just for the goal line technology to see if the ball travelled over the line yep. for a goal to be scored. Uh, this is now a, deci- a decision review system similar to what they use in, in rugby and cricket and Uh, where they actually send decisions up to a a team of referees who hysterically um, sit in a room of, there's about eight of them, all dressed in the refereeing gear, the same referee shirt and shorts, (laughs) uh, which in the UK is is quite well known as full full kit wankers, (laughs) is what is the terminology. But it's it's dividing opinion massively so Mm. far at the World Cup because there's still... There's been four or five decisions and I'm pretty comfortable with the majority of them in fairness, but I think they possibly could have been decided by a referee... On the field. ...on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. And Uh, what we're doing is we're actually now just... We're not solving whether or not it was. We're just testing... Yes. You know, the Uh, the strength of a referee to make a decision in the first place. I find
1: rugby league really hard to watch because of it. Yeah. Like, there's so many times when you just want to go, make a decision... Yeah. You were standing there, you were watching it. You probably had the better vantage point than anyone else. And, and then they, they, they make then they, a decision without and going upstairs. It doesn't matter yes. how much you slow that try down, there's still this gap between the, um, the steals. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Through the and frames. Yeah. And I just, I, it just drives me nuts. In cricket, it... To me, it doesn't matter so much because it doesn't. It's not a flowing. It's not a fast flowing game. Yeah. Stopping and starting is a part of the game anyway. Mm. But in something like rugby league, and then everyone just stands around and waits and looks at a screen and. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: no try, league, thanks I, KFC. Yeah, but,
1: brilliant. Yeah. I, I don't like. I don't like how it stops and starts a game. I, I'd much prefer to hear a whistle and get on with the next. I think with
2: play. rugby league, again similar to cricket, it's probably the closest to cricket out of a few like of rugby union and oh, soccer, they both use a bat yeah. <laughs> In both the have sense a that there is enough enough opportunities to stop so again with a sure. tackle the game doesn't stop necessarily but you can blow a whistle whereas yeah. rugby union tackle is made the game continues yeah football the game flows very very quickly yes. unless the ball goes out of play and that's been my biggest issue with it is mm. for me I feel like it's provided players with another thing to go at the referees yeah, yeah, yeah. over. So there was an incident this week in a game involving Sweden. Oh. And Sweden felt they should have had a penalty. Referee didn't give it on field. The opposition, who I can't remember now, started attacking. The ball stayed in play and they started making their way up the field. And at the moment, it's not until about 10 or 15 seconds after the incident that the referee will get an announcement oh, in his earpiece no. saying, we're going to review that. No And the whole time That the opposition were attacking A Swedish midfielder Ran alongside the referee Pointing at the screen Saying Look at it You've got to look at it You've got to go upstairs You've got to go and have a look I don't know what he was saying But he was pointing Uh, at the screen uh, When they've already got enough To to go at the referees Uh, Now they did go back They looked at it And it was a penalty And it should have been given In the first place But my biggest challenge Is what happens when uh, A team goes up the other end And scores within that 15 seconds They have a Really Super fast counter attack, yep. That goal gets ruled out, and exactly as you're saying, that what people are finding is it's taking away Dismuth. the, the smooth, the spectators' involvement in the game. Mm-hmm. You are losing everything because your involvement in football is that ball hitting the back of the net or a decision mm-hmm. happening and celebrating that. If we're now waiting, as you said, you go, Yeah, it was a Oh, was it? Oh, uh, and then they go, It was, and everyone goes. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That yeah, roar yeah. of the crowd yeah. is so yeah. important. And you're going to lose it. it. They've been trialing in uh, Australia actually was the first um, league to take on the VAR and they used it all of this season. They've been trialing in a couple of German leagues, but it's been very very hit and miss. There was an incident in the German <clears> league <throat> earlier this year where same situation towards the end of the first half. A challenge was made in the penalty area. I think it was a possible handball. The referee didn't give it. The ball was played up the field um at which point the referee's watch alerted him to the fact it was half time blew the whistle called half time the players walked off and made their way into the changing rooms at which point he got an alert saying we are reviewing that possible handball they reviewed it found it was a handball oh my god and they made the players come back out of the changing rooms (laughs) they'd already made their way in they all all 22 and to come back out so penalty could be set they scored and then they all turned around and went back in again. It's so, I was like, this cannot be right. We are not doing this correct if this is the way.
1: Do you know, like, um, I've got a mate who... I'm just digressing and I'm going to come back.
2: <laughs> not like you, Pete. I've got a mate
1: who... Um, whose mate works for Survivor. You know, like... And the TV he, show? He, Yeah, the TV show, yeah. the American TV show. For the last 20 years, he's been the one that's been in charge of setting all the challenges. So the jigsaws, the jump over this, the climb over that. And my mate went over to visit him and he was in the dry run. You know, yeah, the right. survivor yeah. has worked out that we need to make sure that the challenges are acceptable for any human to kind of at least have a decent go yeah. at.
2: Yeah,
1: Wouldn't it have made sense to just rather than put it into games that matter, kind of get a couple of teams together and have a few friendlies and, See what the outcomes would be once they'd made the decisions. So with the VR, yeah, you but know, rather than ra- yeah, like 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 actually have trials that don't matter in, and and it rather than bringing in. them straight into a into a even well, a they league have, cup no, in the, the middle of Germany a, or whatever you they said, they have trialed
2: in a, in a couple of things. But I mean, it, it doesn't matter where it is. At the end of the day, it's it's going to come in because you come down to there's the a lot the of money. There's
1: a lot of money in FIFA. Like they they got a lot of money to spend. They've yeah. Got, why not spend the money and, and run simulations? If <laughs> you're relying on FIFA yeah. being <laughs> reasonable people.
0: I think it's all gambling. Mm. That's what the that's why they're all looking at replays and stuff. They want mm. to eliminate any doubt that players oh, or, or referees I, are I cheating.
1: But what about the like if the hand of God? Imagine that. Yeah.
2: Like that would have completely changed a whole bunch of, of people's yeah. lives, wouldn't it? Yeah. His yeah. particularly, Maradona's particular. Yeah. And he said he said recently, of course, he's been at the World Cup and um, he said, "You know, I, I don't regret. I don't regret it at all." And of course, the oh, English, English media lost their mind, but <laughs> well, they went on to win the World Cup. Because but he's so. denied it for. Ah, oh, he decades, denied it for a few he? years, I think, and eventually, it's not much. There's nothing else to deny. It's yeah. you know, it happened, and it was missed. And as frustrated as I get as a as a fan of sport, you take it as part of the game. Yeah, you know, sometimes you're going to yeah. get some, sometimes you're not. Yeah, you know, and it's. It's extremely frustrating if, if a major, major game is decided by a poor refereeing decision against your team, Yeah. it shouldn't have happened, but that's still going to happen with this VAR, and it's going to be even worse, because they're yeah. now paying millions for somebody else to make yeah. that mistake. And a
1: professional um, sporting conglomerate, is that what you'd call it? Like like, like, like Association. Association. Yeah, so they don't like to admit mistakes and go, do you know what? Maybe the VAR isn't what we
2: need. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: They're not going to wind
2: that back now. Do you, Do you, or do you think they might? I don't think so. I, I think, no, because I think certain you, things have think... worked. I, I don't know whether it's teething, teething problems. I think they've got to work out a way of solving this delay. You know, because I said, because football doesn't work that way, you can't immediately mm. do it. Unless the referee sees... An incident that he's not sure of, but then he'd be blown his whistle every fifteen minutes, yeah. and then the game is it's going to slow. And that's the biggest criticism or the biggest fear that I think they've faced from fans mm. is we don't want you slowing down our game. The whole point of the mm. game is that it it flows back and forth very quickly, and this this there shouldn't be too much stop start. No, um, and the fact that it's not gonna it's not gonna rule out players throwing themselves on the floor. <sighs> it's not gonna stop them, no. which has been another part. Of the world cup you know these these players who just take the slightest of touches and you know i'm a, I'm a big defender of, of football players and the fact it's not as bad as every single australian makes it out to be um but then you watch certain brazilians play and you watch the portuguese play and you can't defend it no you can't no it's ridiculous yeah and it makes me frustrated because i'm like you're making me look like yeah. a dickhead in front of all my yeah. friends just, i told them all it wasn't as bad as they think it is you know what it's like to live over here you and know, making it worse. Yeah. See, see, I had
1: something really similar to that when I was living in England. I'd convinced all these people to go to the pub to watch the AFL Grand Final, and so they all came over to my house the night before because you know it starts at four o'clock in the morning over there. Yeah. Convinced them all to come over, crash on the floor and all of that sort of stuff. We'll get up, we'll, have, we'll, drink, we'll drink, we'll have a few vodka and oranges. I'll cook you all breakfast and taught them all about the game and, and the whole night. They were just like, yeah, but they just fight. They're just thugs. <laughs> They just do this. They just do that. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's not like that at all. It's, you know, and it was the, I think it was Sydney Port Adelaide or Brisbane Port Adelaide Grand Final. And, oh, oh, maybe I might be wrong. I think it was about 2004, 2004 Port Adelaide won. Yeah. And Port Adelaide came out right, and before the set of bounced, pretty much just punched on with anyone that was in within QE of them. And I'm standing there going, "Oh my god!" And all all my mates are sitting there going, "We told you, we told you. All they want to do is fight." I'm going, "Yeah, yeah, but it's just, it's just, but it's." Don't.
2: Yeah, you're right. You can always try and defend your own sport, but um, yeah, I think people are definitely feeling it, it's sapping a bit of the. Um, the emotion the emotion and I say it and just some spontaneity. of them, the, the spontaneity the nothing, chance of the there's game there's
1: nothing like being in a football ground when there's this kick that's been gone and everyone goes silent and goes, and then it's like this and you can almost hear the from the kick yeah. and everyone's like and then oh, you can hear it you yeah, can the, hear it growing and then when the it goes go in going. everyone just goes yeah. bananas yeah
2: which will still be there and there's been some amazing goals scored already it's been a fantastic it has been a fantastic <laughs> tournament already uh, last night was a bit boring um but it has been pretty high on, on good goals and good performances. and It's the same as always. The smaller teams are going home already. And yeah. What about Spain?
1: How are, you, how are you feeling about Spain and the Spain debacle?
2: Oh, just chaos. Uh, I don't know. What's the, okay. Spain, what's so the Spain, Spain debacle? Spain got themselves ready for the World Cup and were fully prepared. Went all the way over to Russia. And three or four days out from the World Cup starting there, coach of the Spanish national team I don't think he personally announced it it was announced that he was going to be taking over at Real Madrid probably the besides Barcelona the most famous Spanish club probably one of the most famous clubs in the world who who just won the Champions League this year and the manager just decided he'd had enough and he was going so it was announced that the Spanish coach was going to take over the Real Madrid job once the World Cup was over and so the Spanish FA said right well okay then if you're going to be that fast about them, you, you can go now. Three <laughs> days, before, three days coach. before the competition started. Huh. Um, after which, apparently, the, well, there was rumours that the players held a massive meeting in which they asked the FA to overturn the decision and pull him back in. The, all the players go, yeah, but we still want him. But we want him, <laughs> for you know, the World We <laughs> want him here. <laughs> um, There's a reason why Real Madrid su- won't surprisingly, win him. though, it, the, that was led by. The Real Madrid contingent yeah, within the Spanish team. Oh yeah, well there would be a huge, um, you know, because they're looking after their new manager. <laughs> um, so they've employed an an ex an ex Spanish legend, really an ex Spanish legend defender who hasn't done a very good job as a as a coach in his career so far. But um, Spain will always do all right in the World Cup. So I could probably manage Spain through a few few games, I reckon. <laughs> when, when you've got the, it's a bit hard when you when you look at sporting teams sometimes, and you you think, what are you doing as a coach? Like, I know there's the motivation side of things, mm. but what in particular are you telling that team yeah. right now? Like, you know, I know uh, Eddie Izzard, British comedian, used to do a, a, a skit on that and just sort of say, what, is, what does a football coach say? Kick it, kick it, in that goal, in that thing over there, kick it in there. <laughs> it's like a boxing coach. And when the boxer, the trainer comes in, what do you say? Punch him, punch him, <laughs> him, punch him. Now, brush your teeth and get back out there. It's, it is, um, it
1: is, but it is it is incredible. Because i never had an extremely good coach when i was playing football until i got was until i got to 30 years old and then i had a really good coach and i was like oh my god and i didn't play football for that many years you know it was just i was like under you know under 14s under 16s and it w- and then I played when I was 19 25 and you know never really had a good coach and then when I was 30 I had ex ex army drill sergeant pers- and now <laughs> personal trainer right and that guy was just so good at building a team forming a team yeah, getting the knowing knowing the strengths of the team knowing how to coach for fitness knowing how to coach for different elements of the game even though it was third division football <laughs> country football but you know like everyone he was he had everyone right where he needed them and everyone would follow him that and and i i can only imagine that there would have to be an element of that at the top level i think so but wouldn't
2: you, it but you look at well, what I, about I, you with a, your a, soccer fo- team a football, you, you football manage. manager are you, are you, let's not are talk you, about are that. you leading with yeah, I'm leading with everything I've got. Um, you look in football, one of the most sought-after managers is a Spanish guy called Pep Guardiola. He used to play for Barcelona and now in his, his career as a manager, he's managed Barcelona mm. and Bayern Munich and Manchester City. Which was a very tough three jobs considering you've gone to the richest club in all three <laughs> of their own countries. Um, and I look at it and go, okay, what well, I'd like to see you take Saudi Arabia to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. take that job on. and I know it's it's easy to say and it's kind of pointless to make that you know argument, but would you be as good at your motivation with not without the resources players mm-hmm. that you have? Uh, It'd no, be, no yeah. I'm just interested. I'd be interested S- to see I'm not to your throat. <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> I'm, I'm just interested to see if it would work. I'd love them, but they don't take those yeah. opportunities. They, they just those managers flit from top team to top team mm-hmm. to top team. We what about you come on
1: chris you've watched a lot of sport what's your thoughts on managers and coaches like not like in a
2: basketball context aussie rules
1: context do you have a favorite sporting coach of all time a favorite one it's
2: a bit cool yeah
1: or so you know someone that you well, like I mean, like if, as if a, i was playing top level i'd want to be coached by that guy
0: south australians all know Foss williams
1: yep you know port adelaide legend coached the team for uh, i don't
0: know how many years um seven straight premierships yeah. you know like a, and a legendary leader you know inspirer of men you know that all that sort of stuff yeah. but in recent times um phil jackson for the chicago Bulls and the la lakers with in the basketball um uh, had a very zen approach to coaching where it was less about the x's and o's and and what was happening on the court and more about um empowering players and you know basically once they're prepared you just roll the ball out and let them play yeah. um, and Steve Kerr who's the current coach of the um, Golden State Warriors has very much same philosophy it's about joy and you need to love playing the game and that's the point that's why we're playing it that's why what we're doing is because we love this game um, and so his whole philosophy is about yes we need to play at our, our peak ability but for us to do that we need to love what we're doing mm. And so there's no the grind isn't there he's, he's not the running up and down the sidelines chewing out the players and shouting at them and it's I trust you to make make the decisions we'll talk about the mistakes after you know like we'll talk about that stuff at, at another time in a team meeting and whatever but let's just love what we're doing I think that's yeah I don't know if there's a better Yeah, a better I think point it, of view. it works
2: across the board I think you know the, the current Liverpool coach runs a bit like that I know I'll always come back to talk about Liverpool but um He's been there for a couple of years now and has, has overseen a very good change. Pardon? Nothing. Has, has overseen a, a, a pretty good change in, in attitude at the club. And yeah. same thing, It's he's always um, ready and willing for a joke. He jokes all the time in press conferences. Doesn't seem very stressed. He gets stressed when he's on the sidelines. Yeah. But again, not particularly with his players yep. about decisions and yeah, yeah, things yeah. that happen. Yeah. But it's not, he will never throw a player under the bus after a game and it's always about this is the team and the way we do it. And, and you can see that I think over the last two years, despite not having won anything, um, we are playing. The team is playing some of the best football in Europe yeah. at the moment in terms of the, the style we play and the freedom they play with, yeah. and that they all seem to say yeah. that that's what he brings to them. Um, I think you know there is that element of um, that overbearing manager who's mm, yeah. has the psychological the effect thing, on you as well. And
0: I think leaders are leaders, whether they're in mm-hmm. sport or. Or politics or whatever and that that whole notion of the overbearing leader who controls everything and calls every play and you know chooses out the players and i think that's just that's just gone i don't know if that's
1: productive no it's anywhere not, anymore no. the whole the whole love of the sport versus money thing where do you think a lot of these footballers sit with that these days simon
2: oh it's a tricky question uh, of, course,
1: of course, Liverpool play for the love. <laughs> um, yeah, everybody, but, everybody else can just...
2: I think... Yeah,
1: Do you think there's some I merit in think people think... going, oh, that guy's just done it for the money? Do you think that you, yeah. you, see, you see that a lot? Yeah. I think, and I, more so in soccer than... I don't
2: know. It's a really football. hard one to judge because I think you look at situations and go, the, the question of loyalty comes into it all the time mm-hmm. to a club. Loyalty yeah. to a club versus the money. Mm-hmm. Now, you've got to look at it and go, in what walk of life... Would you ter- tell anyone not to take, not to take the take best opportunity they can? Yeah. Yes, and they go, well, he's already on this amount of mo- a, a, a month. He's earning that much a month. He's going to double it if he moves there. He doesn't need mm-hmm. it. Well, would you if you say to those people, would you do the same if you were offered that in your job? Yeah. You know, I know you're not earning enough to buy five mansions, but if for, and the biggest thing with football is is that the short career, any yeah. sport really. Yeah. yeah. You know, with with, with football, you hit thirty six. And unless you're a goalkeeper, and our goalkeepers, there's been few examples of Premier League keepers going into the early 40s, mm-hmm. just. Um, around about 32, 33, people start talking about you being as, bit, as, as, over, over the hill and, and that's it, yeah. you're going. So I don't think you can really criticise anybody for doing that unless they leave liverpool for, it. <laughs> <laughs> unless they, and it's all it comes down to that bias that we've talked about in sport again yeah. you know it's it's all good and well to defend people but when it when it happens to your club it makes you more frustrated and yeah. um everyone goes oh well he's just going there because it's more money but you know if you're playing for liverpool and you're a brazilian and barcelona say they want to buy you well probably growing up in brazil barcelona shirts would have been everywhere and that's the team you probably did dream of ever playing for and and really, you go well. What loyalty has he got to me? We're just his employer at the end yeah. of the day. I think I say players, we, I don't pay any of his wages.
0: I think players are are always judged unfairly yep. on that decision mm. to to move clubs because they got a, a contract offer. Or, a, a, as you said, who who would who turns down those opportunities?
2: Yeah, I think the the, the one of the issues that came in with with football was uh, the ability for players to move. Uh, from club to club on a free transfer once their contract had expired um, and uh, it happened years ago with a I think it was a Dutch guy called Mark Bosman i correct, I might be wrong um, and he actually took the club to court over his right to move to another club for no charge, they wouldn't let him leave or and it became known as the Bosman ruling and it slowly happened now, now there's a transfer window there's two transfer windows in a season and, and players are allowed to move um, off-season and then there's one during mid-season um, but what you're finding is that players and they've been doing it now for 10, 12 years letting their contracts run out so that the club they're moving to don't have to pay a transfer fee uh, and all that money sure, then yeah. can be paid in wages so that's where the loyalty comes in because it goes well you're playing for a club and you've done really well for that club surely it's only right that that club earns Get some, some benefit. money some benefit from your moving on um, but again is that the players look at not really mm. these clubs are earning millions of mm, dollars yeah. f- across the world through mm. TV rights and whatever that's not that one player's responsibility to look at well know, maybe the club should earn more money no <laughs> maybe I should earn more money yeah. so
1: is because it, it's interesting because most of Australian sports are salary capped right? yeah Chris what's your thoughts on salary capping like do you agree with it In, let's look Let's let's take AFL for example, which yep. is a pretty Australian-based sport. Yeah. Do you believe that? Do you believe that if they made it a bit more of an open market, it might open things up, or do you think that it would just be the death of the game? It wouldn't be the death of the
0: game. No. But like, as someone who really doesn't like, sport is just pure entertainment for me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, even though you know, I've followed Port Adelaide my entire life, I'm not getting upset anymore when the team loses and if I miss the game, it doesn't bother me. You know, like I'm, I have very little uh, emotional attachment to it anymore. So for me, it's really just about entertainment. And if from a business point of view, they look at it and go, well, the way we need to make, the way this is going to maintain an entertainment value is by having parity in the league. And that's what the salary cap is for. Well, that's fine. At the same time, I also understand why a club would go, well, if we're just better at managing our business than everybody else, why should we have to cap, mm. um, you know, our success because another team um, can't function as well as us? The problem with Australia, though, is we don't have enough markets. No, you know, so we've got we're limited markets for teams, and so there would be some grossly unfair situations obviously happening pretty quickly because there'd just be some teams that would be priced out of the market. Do you
1: think that salary capping um encourages or discourages team loyalty for example the old baby bombers or the brisbane lions who decided to stay together because they were winning do you think that it do you think that or do you think it's about the more about the management of the team and the admin stuff that keeps those teams together I think um, a football, uh, Australian rules football is is funny
0: though. Like the Australian rules football has always had a problem with free agency and players moving on. Like it's pretty, it doesn't happen traditionally much at all, does it? Like in the last decade, it's happened more. About with player what? movement oh, between yeah. clubs. Yep. Before the two thousands though, it was really rare. Mm. You know, like if a player left the club, it was almost the end of their career. Like it wasn't you didn't have star players moving clubs well you often. did
1: because you'd have the lockets yeah but he and was a he was you know, a rare exception you'd have, exception. The big, you'd have the yeah. big, you'd, there are a few big name players yeah, not many though in the 90s but I, before that it was quite parochial really yeah. is what you're saying and
2: I think it's different as well because yeah. of the, the the situation you're in with AFL that it's just that that's small that yeah. no, that's, that's There's no market. There's that's what a I'm small talking about. It, you, couldn't, you couldn't have salary capping
1: in no. the Premier League because no. there's too many other markets where players can get but it taken would be, to for yeah, more money.
0: Uh, uh, no salary cap, I think, for the, for the AFL would change the league dramatically Yes, because it would probably eliminate half the Victorian teams. you got one city with how many yeah. clubs in it? Yeah. No salary cap. Well, those richest clubs who, who, who manage their business well they're just gonna. They're gonna profit. The teams in Sydney, Melbourne, and Adelaide, and Perth should, Stand main, off. have relevancy because they've got a. They've got more of a captive audience. Those teams, like some of those teams, like North Melbourne, and that, they're not gonna.
2: No. What well, they can't just jack
0: up their salary cap because they want to keep someone.
2: and it'd be the same as the nro you know the nro would go the same way if if they took that out of there that those richer richer clubs in the the inner city would just some people
0: would argue that that would be the best thing that the sport that could happen to the sport Mm. i think
2: i think it's 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 really difficult because again as you say going back to football if you did it in football it would have to be it would have to be worldwide yes and it would have to be, and which would never happen because places like the us would never agree to it no. because it would mean that they could just go well, we've got money to spend so yeah. we will take Neymar and we'll take Messi and we'll yeah. take Ronaldo and we'll well, take which every-
0: um, the MLS doesn't
2: have a salary cap
0: does it? Uh, no
2: because that's how they've gotten a few big, yeah, b- they, big names but they, they've got rules over uh, international how many, stars how
0: many st- yeah uh, I think so yeah. I don't know
2: whether that's changed over the years I don't watch a lot of MLS so I'm not 100% sure yeah. what. I know in Australia it's very similar you could yeah. have a certain number of homegrown yeah. players coming through and you're only allowed Two international stars, not in a squad, but in a in a, in a standard team, but but it, it does it does impact, you know, not having having that cap, and you notice it over the last fifteen years in in the UK, mm. the 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 gap now between well, there's there's a gap within the Premier League. Yeah, there's there's a, a there's a b- the bunch of six teams, big f- top r- six. six. it yeah. used to be top four. Four, yeah, I was going to say. Was always that. a top four with Man United, Man City, Liverpool, and uh, Arsenal. But now you've got Chelsea. Well, Chelsea were one of the first See, I big thought members. Man City
1: would have been one of the ones outside of the four. Man City. And and the, and, yeah, and probably Chelsea would have been wasn't more, more not the big on. owner come in and with a whole bunch of
2: money? and Abramovich. Yeah, didn't he just throw money at, at Chelsea, me? yeah, but that's, that's looking... Oh, I thought that was at Man City. Well, Chelsea were the first to do it. Right. Abramovich came in with his Russian money. Yeah, okay. And then this, this shake took over at Man City for a couple yeah. of years year. Right, Chelsea yeah. would have been the big four first. Uh, Tottenham don't have the money that the others do, but they've still got more money than the other 14. Yeah. And that's not even then to account for... There's 92 English league clubs who are I classified see. as professional league clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, and you if you were to look at the difference in wages paid between Manchester City mm-hmm. versus... I mean, Manchester City would pay more wages probably to one player than mm. I imagine the entirety of... Maybe even half of League Two. Yeah, wow. You know, pay all of their players yeah. and grants. Yeah. You know, there's there's clubs that are almost going into administration and they're trying to sell the entire club, stadium, everything. Yeah. For like twelve well, million. What was
0: uh, What was
1: it, the Cinderella story a couple of seasons ago? Oh uh, yeah, that one that you were t- you told us about. This yeah. probably episode five. <laughs> that you know the that team that just the team that won the Premier League. Oh, Leicester. That from nowhere.
2: Yeah, well, Leicester's sort of been around as a as a team, we've been in and out of the, of the top league, but it was never expected, and it was fairy tale. Because they I didn't remember have them. The
1: money. I remember
0: reading an article about what it meant to the club financially, this yeah. success, that the the gates, the gate takings, and 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 that yeah. that it, it, it. I don't know, if, you know, saving the club might have been a stretch, but it that success, just one season mm. of success for that club that's not in that top bracket.
2: Yeah,
0: was just extraordinary
2: yeah but it works the other way Then when, when you do drop out of that top league because yeah. the, the the money that comes in from TV rights for Premier League is so much higher than mm, the leagues yeah. below so you look at a team like Aston Villa who've been in the Premier League for yeah. years one of the mainstays they got relegated two years ago and had to sack a ridiculous amount of you know like 150 more than that 200 yeah. staff members across the board from yeah. wherever just to afford the fact that they were going to be you know we in a lower league without the tv rights that yeah. we're paying for it
1: can i ask a question do you get more the in 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 the fir- first is premier league first premier division the top yeah and then first division well it's called the championship okay so that's so uh, yeah championship yeah okay so in the championship would it be right to for me to guess that you'd get more uk born players in that Championship. Yeah,
2: there'd be less of the influx of okay. sort of foreign players and they don't have the and money.
1: does that make do you watch much of that championship? Not really, no really Because so not over here. I yeah. watched a bit of it when I was used
2: to live. So in the is UK. there
1: a different style in play is the question? Yeah, you know, you know you've you yeah, brought yeah. up tonight that the Portuguese and the Brazilians like to dive they, a bit. Is it a different style of game because definitely.
2: of that? A lot of people actually say a champion championship in terms of eleven v eleven is a tougher league. It's a mm-hmm. tougher league to get to play in and win. It's a bigger league, so there's more teams as well. Yeah. There's twenty four teams, so you play more games across the season. Mm-hmm. So it goes on for longer. And yeah, just it's it's a lot tougher, you know. The, the same as everything, same as every sport. The, the grounds aren't as good. You know, so you turn up to some grounds and it's been frozen, they don't have undersoil heating like they do in the Premier <gasps> they League. Have undersoil
1: heating. Yeah, man. Ooh, it's just barbaric.
2: Oh my <laughs> god. In the Premier League they do, they've got ridiculous sort of standards of pitch maintenance wow. at, the, at the top level. I just said you know and they'd be spending more on their undersoil heating than a championship club and yeah, paying for their roster for their roster <laughs> but and and it is it is it is affecting it's affecting the league in the sense that you look at certain teams and go well that's never going to happen for you you're never going to get there yeah. however as you said sport as enjoyment fans still go they still enjoy it yeah. it's that every Saturday it's their big yeah. thing they got to watch obviously crowds have dropped massively uh, because in a in a massive desire for clubs to stay relevant the the prices have hiked of tickets yeah and you know, and it's especially in the premier league it's a tourism industry these days mm-hmm. you know the the atmosphere has been sapped out of so many big runs because it's it's filled up 70% full of one-timers really yeah yeah um, who are just, yeah, yeah yeah um i mean you look at the the champions league final this year between liverpool and and uh, real madrid i think 40 something percent of the tickets were kept aside for neither club yeah uh they split the the amount of tickets between both clubs and it was just a ridiculous amount of dignitaries and and as a uh, tourist has
1: been to a couple of premier league matches the best thing about their game was the crowd yeah (laughs) and not not the game itself
2: yeah and the atmosphere and being able to go and I, i remember going to watch swansea when i was a when i was a Late teenager, my I was about 17, 18, and my, you know, my mates started to be able to drive and we could take ourselves down mm. there. And especially, you know, watching not being biased, but watching a Welsh team where the atmosphere is always let's sing. Yeah, you know, you'd go and watch Swansea and it would be singing from the minute the ball the game kicked off until the 90th minute, and, and they'd sing a song. How do you learn the after words after just by being there? Right, just by being there when you hear it on the television sometimes you're like I can't Uh, understand I can hear the swear uh, word in the middle of it yeah fuck yeah but just by being there and and being there every week and sometimes you'd go what is he actually saying there Uh, Because there's some funny conversations with people who were singing completely wrong words (laughs) and Billy
1: Connolly used to do a bit where he used to go went to you know he'd say I'm not going to do the accent went, went to the soccer yeah Stood on the side. The game started. Then everyone started singing, and they all started singing the same thing. And he was like, "Well, who tells them to start? Yeah, yeah. How do they know which song to sing, when to sing it, and how does it all just go?" Because he's like, "You look around; you can't see anyone nah. so who's going. Somebody now.
2: But say somebody would start, and they're trying it here in Australia. You watch the football in Australia, and you get each club has got quite a strong fan base, and they've all got yeah. their own little name. Yeah. They're called the the core, or they're called." I don't even know what they're called but there's always one bloke at the front with Wait, a yes. megaphone yeah actually how oh, you get that into the ground I don't know turning around and shouting out to other people it's like oh really Yeah. do you need a megaphone is, it's a bit obnoxious there's only 16 of you there yeah. <laughs> just tell them you're about to start singing
0: just pass the message down the line a one a that two Mexican
2: a one, wave in soft form how
1: long was that
0: well, it's, we've been going for an hour and seven minutes there you go. since so I hit record. Mm. Yeah, so we've
1: probably lost
2: seven minutes. From 40, 40, 45 minutes on yeah. that one.
0: Probably a bit I it's probably another question. To... I well, I mean, I'm almost, you. I'm almost wondering if that, that whole chunk of sports stuff, I might just pull out and just make as a bit
1: of a separate one.
2: Yeah, it was really good, it
1: was a good job. I was yeah. about, I was about, I was about to go back. I was going to say to you about that, There's the salary cap, and should they look at dropping it in Australian basketball to try and get more imports. Oh, well, yeah. let's do it. Should they? Okay, so Chris, um, do you um, want to put a little timer o- time yeah, number sorry. there? Yeah, so Doesn't sure. matter. I'll find oh, it. I'll oh. find it. So Chris, just talking about the salary cap, you know, like Australian basketball had a big surge in the 90s and I think that was probably due to Michael Jordan's popularity and people yeah. kind of transferred. Well, what,
0: what The 90s was the fastest growing sport in the world. Through the eighties yeah. and into the nineties, yeah, yeah,
1: and then it died, and I don't know whether that was Channel 10's fault or something. But I went and I took my kids to see a um, Brisbane Bullets match probably three or four months ago, and while I was sitting there, I was talking to my mate, and I was like, I wonder how much they earn, and it, and we looked looked it up. So there's, I think there's twelve. Uh, do you know what? I don't, look, let's just say there's the the ruling is. Now this is just me remembering from six months ago. It's yep. something like one point two million dollars. You're allowed to play, pay your players a year, and only four of them are able to be paid, um, like up to one hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, sounds so, something like that. Rightish. So, sorry, yep. rightish. Yep. So a lot of those players who are, let's say, professional athletes in basketball are probably earning maybe seventy, yeah, grand plus any endorsements. But, you know, are they going to get that bigger endorsement no. from that? No. So would it be worthwhile dropping the salary cap and then letting investors come in and try and pump internationals into the game to bring up Australian basketball?
0: Uh, Australian basketball is in a pretty good spot, to be honest. You know, they get the, uh, the national team and the junior teams are increasingly um, deep and getting stronger each year. We've got, we had a bunch of players drafted in the NBA last year. Mm. There's a bunch this year, probably won't get drafted, but they're... So should we be being in a player retention scheme? No, (laughs) uh, Australia's too far away for the best players to come here Mm. for money. Because for more money, they can just go to Europe. I'm not
1: necessarily talking about the best players I'm just talking about better players next level so I've
0: always thought the best thing that the Australian league should do is to become more of a um, almost reserve league like a training ground yeah and we've had a couple of um, a couple of college players from America in the Mm. last couple of years um, because the the current rules for the NBA is that you have to be one year removed from high school to qualify for the NBA draft okay So you have these kids who are 17, 18, have to be one year removed or 19. That's, that's the, that's what it actually says. So a lot of these kids finish high school, they're 17 or 18. They can't nominate for the draft yet, but they also might not be eligible to go to college. Right. And so what do they do? And so the NBA made a, it's it's called the G league, which is like a, a development league, um, underneath the NBA. A lot of players, a lot of American players, don't want to go to Europe. Like you know, a seventeen-year-old mm. kid who's you know, go to Croatia, doesn't go to, yeah, doesn't speak the language. They play a different style of basketball. So, increasingly, people are looking at Australia as an option for these younger players to come over. They're not going to get paid mega bucks, but they don't get paid a lot in the G League anyway. Like they get paid less than they do in Australia. What's uh, it, What does the G stand for? Is I, there, a, is, there a, is there a word? Well, it used it to just... be it used to be the developmental league the D league. Oh. So that didn't go over very well. And I think the G is, um, Good. No, I think it's Gatorade. I think that's the, sp- that's the sponsor. Oh my God. And so it's the G
1: league, I think. Oh, that makes me want to vomit in my mouth. Yeah, a little bit. It's <laughs> just not the G spot. Yeah, but they don't, they really, they really don't get paid much at all. <laughs> There's a G on the court. And if you hit it from there, you get five points instead of three. And a free, and a free Gatorade. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's
0: really like, they're just on a retainer, mm. you know, and they're, they're, biding their time playing in the States hoping that they'll get a call up <laughs> yeah. to an NBA team
1: there's there's some really cool infrastructure that Australia could put in place well that's what I mean to so make it, that happen so
0: there's to me there's a, there's a window of opportunity for these younger players who are finishing high school who aren't qualifying for college or for whatever reason don't want to go to college because there's a yeah. whole bunch of other reasons why they might not want to but to come to Australia into a culture that they're going to be more familiar with a style of basketball that they're going to be familiar with and they can be
1: showcased on the court. And get used to a little bit of hype without too much hype. Without
0: too much hype, but also the
1: professionalism of the game. Yep,
0: Um, Because to to be honest, even though um, basketball is better in Europe, there are leagues
1: that aren't particularly professional or safe. It would be really cool to have some of those big teams actually look at having... Like a sponsor. Yeah. With the yeah. with the bullets, you know, yeah. like the Golden State Warriors, right? Yeah. You, you and you, we'll put you on a retainer. Yeah, we'll, we'll have you back in two years' time. Go and play in Australia and we've got one of our coaches that will go down there,
2: develop the league and, mm. and
1: yeah. then... they do
2: they do it in other leagues. Again, they do it in football. Yeah. So Man- Manchester City own New York City. Oh really? But one of the more recent MLS clubs. And I think they and they own Melbourne City. How do they play Madison Square
1: Garden? how do they play in Madison Square Garden <laughs> um,
2: and Melbourne <laughs> City uh, which used to be called Melbourne Heart mm. Heart so they but were it was called Melbourne the Heart. before that wasn't. <laughs> think and so they went yeah. no no if yeah. we're paying for this we're not called Heart well they, they changed it to Melbourne City so it's M City they've changed the kit to be identical to the Manchester City kit um. really not identical but what it's do, very what do similar why don't they call them G City G City <laughs> <laughs> Melbourne G because <It's> <laughs> no. they can because they can't get a um, sponsor damn <laughs> it <laughs> But, um, and they, they they have that similar uh, system where certain players will will be a youth player at, at Man City and go and get an opportunity yep. in the MLS and or, or come over here and there's been a couple of young players come over here from Manchester City as as a trial sort of thing as yeah. you say as giving them an opportunity so mm. it, it it can work I suppose I think you've just got to keep that you know make ensuring that. The youngsters in this, in their, in their country itself, are still getting an opportunity. I know yeah. is so far away; it's, yeah. it's very, very um, tough. But
0: Andrew Bogut is coming back to play in the NBL. Right. So his career is basically over in, in America. He could have stayed on, uh, you know, better and minimum and, and kept playing, but he's decided to come back because he wants to support the, yeah, the yeah, Australian good, league and it? is, and is playing for, you know, a, a quarter of probably what he would make, yeah. um, in the states. Luke Longley did the same thing. Mm. Like he even bought a team. I think he might even still own the the Perth Wildcats. Um, so you need some benefactors, mm. you know, to to support it. But it's yeah, it's a hard one. There's markets. We don't have a lot of cities. True, but you just do a couple really well. <laughs> 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 <laughs>